0: Hey, welcome to Nothing is O.B. South Texas Golf Podcast, episode number 45. Now, I always have a special guest and I always say I'm excited, but the guest that I'm going to have on tonight, he's one that I've really admired from afar. Uh, I've seen him, uh, the roles that he's played in his life. Uh, I know his dad and I know his dad was a pretty tough guy. Uh, he's a proud graduate of Holy Cross High School here in San Antonio, Texas. He is currently the head golf, head golf coach at our Lady of the Lake University here in San Antonio. Uh, he's been uh, a pro at several different golf courses. Uh, he's still an aspiring player as he still plays in some of these Texas, uh, Texas section qualifiers and Texas opens. Uh, I think if you know anybody uh, who's really good, a good guy, Uh, who's easy to talk to and down to earth, but has got a crazy golf game. And I know he's got a good story. I have on tonight, Arnie Martinez. Hey, thanks for joining the show tonight, Arnie. How we doing, Andy? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it, dude. I've been, hey, I've been, this has been like a year in the making, bro. Yeah,
1: man. It's been, uh, we've been playing tag for a little bit. Uh, You know, you're a busy man. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have as much time on my hand as I'd like. So, it's good that we finally got to link up and, and get this going. I'm excited.
0: Oh, oh dude, I'm, I'm, I had so many people today comment today and say a lot of good things. And I said, man, I, I'm looking for the dirt. I'm looking for the Google. I'm looking for the juice, you know. I want, yeah. I want the underlying stories on this guy, you know. But I had a lot – you know, I didn't know – are you a basketball ref too?
1: Yeah, man. I've, I've kind of been – I've had my my foot into a couple of different things uh, growing up. Um. I've, I've refereed basketball. My dad is—if uh, anyone knows my dad, he's—he's uh, he's an avid sports fanatic, and uh, he either coaches or right when he gets done with that, he's on to refereeing. Whether it's baseball, football, uh, basketball, man, if he can—if he can get involved in it, he's involved. So uh, he got me into it young. I remember asking him when I was younger, like pops, I need some—I need some money, man. You know, things are. <laughs> Things are getting rough in college and stuff. And he's like, well, man, he goes, I can uh I'm not gonna give you a bunch of money, but I can show you where to get some. So that's kind of how the referee started for a little
0: bit. Yeah, because I had some some guys, uh his his name's Joe, and I had I guess Dimitri also tell me they're like the referee, the official, and I said, I, I don't know. I said maybe and <laughs> yeah. they're, like, they're like his dad officiates too. And I said, Man, I said, Arnie's got his hands in several different several different things
1: yeah man yeah we're sports we're a sports related family uh if we're not coaching it or playing it we're figuring out a way to to ref it or or get it get on that floor somehow so we get it done
0: all right arnie so uh for a lot of the viewers and a lot of listeners out there uh you know i know a little bit of your story so why don't you tell us how you got into this game of golf
1: yeah man so uh <clears throat> my dad's was the, was the reason pretty much why I got into this game. Um, You know, golf, at least in the, in the circles that I was in, golf comes across as a very unathletic sport. Um, You know, football, baseball, basketball kind of take precedence, especially here in South Texas. So my dad fortunate for me grew up with, uh, with some buddies that played golf and uh, he ended up getting into it a little bit professionally from the administrative side, he was part of the P.J. section for a little bit, I believe. And, uh, he worked out at North cliff. So, you know, on, on spare times and being a coach, I believe you understand that, you know, with, with what you're doing over at, <clears throat> at the middle school, when you're not teaching and coaching, you know, you get some of the summers off and stuff. And those are the big memories I had with my pops. Uh, you know, he was coaching all the time. I used to see him coach all the time, but, uh, on the summers, that's usually when we'd go out there and play some golf. He'd, uh, I used to trip out at how far he would hit it. You know, I was eight, nine years old watching him hit what I thought was the farthest drive in the world. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I got into it. So it was very casual at first. And then, uh, you know, the reason I stuck with it, man, truthfully, a lot of it had to do with my pops. Uh, he, he beat my butt all the time in any other sport that we'd play. Right. He could, he was faster. He'd throw harder. He'd make more baskets, but with golf, you know, if I was able to get a T-spot and, and figure out a way to – I had way more of a chance to mess with him in, in that game than any other one. So that's kind of what kept me going, trying to get better, seeing my pops. You know, he was pretty good at it, and uh, the, the challenge kind of got to me. It was a single, single game, no teammates. You took all the glory or you took all the, all the blame. So although uh, there's some good and bad things with it, I think that's kind of what really got me hooked.
0: Now, as you, as you say that, uh, I always wanted to beat my dad, uh, dad in any really sport. And now, yeah. that, now, now that we're playing golf, he's like, hey, how many strokes? How many, yeah. strokes, how many strokes he yeah. gave me, right? Exactly. I just want to know, is it like that now with your dad? Is he like, hey, how many strokes are you giving me?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, he knows. Uh, he's, a, he's a very well-rounded guy. Uh, he's given me a lot of good advice, and uh at this point, you know the only way we're going to play with anything on the line is if I definitely give him a couple aside uh He's no dummy, so <laughs> he'll uh you know on that note, I remember playing playing golf, and you know in order to get through a lot of these things, you had mentors, people that you look up to, he was definitely one of them, along with some other people that I was fortunate to come in contact with throughout my golf journey and uh I remember asking him after one round, man, I was like, Hey pops, you know, I was doing this, you know, what do you think about? And he kind of, he just, he looked me in the eyes and he told me, you know, man, you're, you're at a different level than, than, than I've, I'm used to being at. So, you know, I think it's probably best that you go look for some advice from someone who could really help you. So him, him having a, enough awareness that, uh, you know, having my, my worries in mind and, and choosing to, to kind of give me that understanding was, was something that, Although it was one of those things like a passing of the torch, you know, he's always been kicking my ass, uh, you know, beating me down a little bit. And uh, whenever, you know, he did that, it was it was really cool to kind of it was kind of like, wow, man, like my dad just admitted that I'm 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 consistently better than him. So that was that was a personal goal that I always had, you know, growing up. Hey, uh, I don't know. I can't hear you. There you go. Sorry, yeah, okay. I like I'm
0: how it tells me. It tells me right here. I'm 41 years old. I do this all on my own, and so it tell, it reminded me right there. Hey, mute is on. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> there you go. And so I think for for all of us who are always, you know, competing against our pops, competing against our dad, that's kind of like the rite of passage. That's kind of like telling yeah. us when we've arrived, right? When yeah, when when dad knows that hey, that that you're you're superior at least in this sense, right? In this area, right. And, and that's always a good feeling. I know it is. I know it is for me now, especially uh, since my dad's like, Hey, five on the front. And then after we, <laughs> we readjust, my dad always says that and then readjust. That's readjust. It. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll reconvene at the turn. You know, we'll <laughs> see what happens.
0: And so, uh, you know, hearing that, hearing that and, and knowing your dad and, and knowing you and the type of character you are, uh, it kind of reminds me of, of the relationship I have with my dad and just that, uh, Golf was a big binder for us and improving our relationship. I don't know. Did it do yeah. that for you and your dad?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, nowadays, you know, with the way the structure set up, uh, you know, most families, you know, you're working your tail off throughout the week and you're probably working a little bit on the weekends. And, you know, hard work was always something that he didn't necessarily tell me as much as he showed me. And uh, this man was always busy. Uh, me being younger, him being into coaching, I was a little guy watching him. You know, I idolized the, the high school stars at, you know, at Holy Cross, watching these, these older guys run around and, and play sports, and I thought they were just the, you know, the coolest thing, and then I'd see them kind of revere my dad and yes or no, sir. And so that kind of just put him at an, at an even higher level. So uh, it was cool. Anybody that's you know uh, familiar with or or directly related to Holy Cross understands that you know the high school that we grew up in it's very tradition based and uh, it's pretty cool to see um, you know someone from 1995 talk about the same stories as someone from 2015 you know and they all can relate with you know having the same kind of coaches Holy Cross was very fortunate for a while to have uh, you know a lot of the same coaches in the coaching staff so. You grew up in, you know with the same coaches that your older brother or older you know or, or uncle or or family member had as well. So instantly you were bonded by those stories. You know nowadays I see people, um, you know, at golf courses, uh, you know, out, you know, before this pandemic and stuff. There wasn't. It's kind of a an ongoing joke that we have with my wife and and friends about how you can't go anywhere without seeing someone you know. You know, and they'll always ask me. First, how I'm doing. And then right after that, you know, how's your pops, man? How's he doing? Tell him I said hi. So he gets those, you know, a couple times a week everywhere we go. So,
0: well, yeah. Well, well, tell me a little bit about about your journey there at Holy Cross, because uh, as we spoke the other day, you did tell me that you were really one the first group that was part of that golf program and you were pretty damn successful at it too. Uh, yeah. while you were there. So, so, so tell me a little bit about how that all came to be because you know what, uh, I am older than you. And when I was in high school, uh, we didn't have a golf program, you know, and yeah. now, now I'm freaking jelly now that for the most part, a good amount of schools, you know, they have golf yeah. programs. And so how did that come to be there, Holy Cross? Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, what happened was like you just said, um, golf wasn't anything that was that was super popular especially in urban urban schools you know we're located in the west side of San Antonio and there probably isn't a golf course within you know 8 to 10 miles of of the of our school so that's probably the last thing you thought that Holy Cross would have would be a successful golf team uh it started with a couple of of just golfers that wanted to play they inquired with the with the school about how can they compete you know in in the local district and, and try to compete for state. And uh, it turned into, uh, you know, one of the first golfers that I remember was Billy Castro, right? Uh, he graduated class of one. And then right after that, man, he kind of, there was a couple of other guys, Martin Jimenez, Jose Flores, Damien, uh, you know, Damien, God, Damien, you're going to kill me, but I forgot your last name, man. Uh, um, you know, Andrew Flores, we our, our coach was Andy Flores. And uh, he was very involved with, uh, back then it was called SAJGA, uh, San Antonio Junior Golf Association. And, uh, you know, that that organization was, was going strong, man. There was always people at the events. You know, that was the chance where you could play with 6A schools and 4A schools. Anybody that, you know, wanted to play was able to come in on that. So Holy Cross was very fortunate that we had, within about six years, six or seven years, even after us, there was a really good, uh, set of guys, Sammy Vasquez, Tim Paez, Aaron Flores. Uh, you know, we went all the way pretty much through 08. So pretty much from like 2000 to 2008, we were, you know, we were pretty solid. Uh, we won one state championship. Uh, you know, my freshman year, we were competing with, uh, teams that you would, you wouldn't think we'd have any business competing with. So we had, you know, we won the, uh, San Antonio Independent Classic, I believe. We beat Austin Westlakes. Uh, we beat some other teams. So we were we were pretty hot uh for those couple of years. We had a really good team, really close guys. You know, there's something I feel like that's super important in competitive golf. Everyone prides the sport in being an individual sport, but there is something about being a part of a team that uh, I, I I believe that it can boost your you know, it can boost your game. It can boost your focus. It can kind of get the adrenaline pumping. And there's, there's always something when, you know, it's not just about you. And uh, we were fortunate that we were able to have that type of, of environment. You know, coach Flores did a good job of pushing us, making us understand, you know, that we were as good as we could be as long as we played smart and did what we were supposed to do. So he was infamous for those facial features, man. If you hit a shot, he wouldn't say anything, but you'd see him from about a hundred yards away, just staring through your soul because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So uh it was it was good times, man. Some of the best memories I have are, are at Holy Cross, you know, being able to get out for golf tournaments and stuff like that. So uh we were we were very fortunate out there to to have the group that we had during that time period that we had.
0: Is that you know what you had some group of guys and you're talking about Billy Cashew, and this makes a lot of sense as to why uh Billy's name sounds so familiar because you know what? I've seen him around so many times. For some reason I'm only seeing his name at come up at the cash games for some reason. But uh, <laughs> yeah. his name is always popping up over there.
1: Yeah, man. So he was uh he was one of the first guys to kinda to kind of break break through at Holy Cross. I remember he was he was just an individual golfer. We didn't have a golf team. And uh, you know, if you've seen him hit a ball, he can he can hit it pretty good. So I think the school was behind them and try to push for an individual spotted district. And then that turned into – we had – our coach was Andy Flores and uh, his sons, Andrew and Aaron, I was fortunate to play with. Andrew was a little older than me and Aaron a little younger than me. But uh, for those – it was like from 2000 to 2008 pretty much. I mean, we were were just – on the West side of San Antonio. And there was about five to seven players throughout those years that were just very solid. And, uh, you know, we were all really good friends just so I don't leave anybody out, man. It was, uh, you know, it was Billy, it was Martin Jimenez, Jose Flores. It was Damian. Uh, you know, it was me, uh, Daniel Hinojosa, AJ, Sam Vasquez, Aaron, Tim. So in, around those times, uh, you know, we had about eight to nine guys probably that, we're just we knew how to hit a golf ball, you know. Um, during those years, we were beating teams that we you probably would think we would have no business beating. Uh, we won the San Antonio, um, San Antonio shootout, but the public school tournament. We ended up beating Austin West Lakes and uh, some other big schools. Elkins from Houston. They ended up, I believe, they ended up state runner up that year and stuff like that. So we just we were fortunate. We had a really good coach. Uh, he worked his tail off to give us opportunities. A lot of our practices were you know, us either playing or practicing. And then there'd be times where he'd be out there picking balls at the range, you know, so we could hit, you know, it's, it was just stuff like that. So a lot of examples of just hard work. It's hard to, it's hard to be messing around on the driving range, not focusing up when your coach is out there picking balls for you, you know,
0: where and would y'all uh, pra- practice at?
1: You know, he'd get us on everywhere. Uh, we'd jump around the city courses a little bit. We'd be out at uh, Brackenridge. We'd be out at Almas. Uh, sometimes we'd go to Cedar. And then, uh, uh, Golf Club of Texas, Riverside, Pecan Valley. Rest in peace, man. Damn, Pecan Valley. Um, and yeah, man. I mean, on, on that story, there was a time uh, where a coach was out picking balls, and a, a couple of us started kind of knocking off a little bit. And you know, we're I don't know what we were doing. If we were actually hitting hitting dumb shots, or we were just talking and and kind of you know, slacking off, but, uh, he just drove the picker right up to us, turned that thing or turned that thing off, got out and been, and been like, are y'all serious right now? Like I'm picking balls and y'all are knocking off. Like you better get to work. And, uh, you know, when he had those look in your eyes, anybody that knows coach float is that, uh, that, uh, that piercing look into your soul, you better, you better get it, get it fixed and get it fixed fast. So
0: is that, is that where maybe, uh, your coaching philosophy or seeing that uh, after, obviously, after your dad, dead, as that being like your first kind of this is how a coach is supposed to be or this is how a coach is supposed to look and act.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, once again, man, Holy Cross did, uh, you know, it, it, it means the world to me. And I was very fortunate to have some really good coaches, really good examples. Um, coach Cedillo, Angel Cedillo out there. He's the, he's the principal Angel. out there right now. Yeah, yeah great man. Second dad to me. Um, <clears throat> Coach Flores, my pops, uh, Coach Eddie Mo, uh, he play, he's over in Har- in Harlandale right now, I believe. Um, but just great coaches, great examples of, of what you got to do. And uh, you know they don't they don't take any BS. So it wasn't easy to beat around the bush. They were going to get in they were going to get in your face and let you know what's going on. So um, that's just kind of the the environment I grew up in. Very much um, accountability based. Take care of your business. We have nothing to worry about. And uh, you know, when you have that tradition, like I said earlier, when, when it when it's tradi- from you know from uh, brothers to younger brothers to nephews to you know sons and and grandsons, like it's the same stories. You walk in the same halls, those kinds of things. So there, you know, when you get to Holy Cross, usually you've got people that you know that have have, have already gone there. And you kind of show up already understanding about tradition and respect and, you know, putting God first and all that other good stuff. So, um, you know, very fortunate that I had some really good coaches to kind of show me what it is. Well, I'm a
0: ri- I'm originally from Corpus Christi and I went to a school. I don't know if you played them when you were in high school, but it was in Karnoward Academy, IWA uh, there in Corpus. And, um, it's out of the incarnate wards. It's the only like co-ed, right? Cause there's one in Houston, obviously one here in town. Right. And then in Corpus, we're the only co-ed out of the incarnate ward high school system. And it was hard for me. It was tough. Like I, I would compare it to maybe like an Antonian or like a central Catholic, if it was co-ed and I was on work study, I cleaned up four classrooms. Uh, yeah. Every, every day at the end of school, just, just to make sure I was on work study. Uh, my mom's senior, at my church, uh, God bless him, um, Michael, Monsignor Michael Eras, he paid half of my tuition my senior year, and my aunt paid my other half. And obviously, I was on work-study there at school, and uh, I had to clean up after my classmates. So, you yeah, know, man. like, uh, I being here and, growing, and, and coming and going to school at UTSA, I see... I compare the West side to, to like my hometown where I grew, grew up in. Uh, I lived on this in a little tiny house, a little two bedroom house that later we added on one bedroom, still only had one bathroom and <laughs> uh, eight people lived in there. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. And so, right. And so, uh, whenever I'm around Holy Cross or I'm around the neighborhood there on the West side, it, it does. I said, you know what, if I grew up in San Antonio, I said, this, this would be my home. This feels, and reminds Heck, yeah. me so so much of, of my home in Corpus. Yeah, And so, uh, I want to know, man, tell me right now, uh, did y'all whoop Central Catholic when you were there?
1: All day, man. You go, <laughs>
0: go, go check it out, man. That's one
1: thing. Uh, I've, got, I've got friends that, are, that graduated from Central, but uh, same thing with that tradition. There was, uh, you know, obviously respect when you're off the field, but when you're on the field, man, we are, we're trying to, you know, we're going to work and you are yeah. not our friend. So, uh, yeah, we were, we won the, I played football. Uh, my senior year in college, in high school and we, you know, Holy Bowl champions, we took, uh, I think we, I'll give them, I think they beat us my freshman year at district and golf. Uh, but every year after that, we took care of them. So uh, that was always the case, man. Sometimes it got to a point that it would kind of get in the way of playoffs and stuff because we were so worried about just whooping Central's butt that, uh, you know, once we did it, it, it kind of, we got to make sure and stay focused on after that, so.
0: Well, I got, I got a, Kane's uncle right here. He said, I like it. He said, blue collar golf. That's, That's what, it. There's it. That's, That's it. what I want to hear.
1: I mean, I, uh, I've got stories of, um, you know, just a lot of going to golf courses, asking them if, you know, they'd let me play, if I could pick up some balls later or help them fix, fix divots. I helped uh, pros back at, uh, I don't know if you remember, Woodlake Country Club. Uh, before Lake, yeah, it closed. Over,
0: yeah, over there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I used to go out there and uh, pretty much just, once again, stuff that my dad taught me. You know, go out there, let them know that you want to get better, you're willing to work. And, it, you know, I don't think there was ever a time that uh, someone told me no, you know, as long as I was willing to be respectful and kind of a quid pro quo type of thing. You know, I'll, I'll hook you up with some golf. Appreciate you coming out trying to attempt to work. And uh, I actually made some really good relationships like that. So, all stuff that I learned either through, through my pops or through, you know, people that were setting examples for me.
0: Well, doing a little bit of research, a little bit of research on you, I was digging in the archives Uh-oh. and stuff like that. Uh, I saw that you were also the city amateur champion. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, I won back in 2013.
0: Yeah. 2013
1: at Republic golf course.
0: Yeah. Oh, shoot. So so not only that you worked there, but that's where you that's where you won your city yeah. championship.
1: Yeah, I've got a Republican uh, Republican PECON. I was fortunate to work at both of those. I was a cart boy at PECON before it closed. Uh, in my opinion, that was the reason why I was able to get good enough to play collegiate golf. Um, that golf course in my is still the best golf course in the city if it was still open. And uh, I didn't get really familiar with the Republic until after college. But uh, once I started to play a little better, that course used to always have my number, man. I don't know what it was. I could play 15 to 16 holes really good, and then there was always a couple holes that that ate my lunch. So, um, you know, for me to end up winning a, uh, a city championship there and then end up full circle to be, you know, behind the counter, you know, working a city championship, uh, you know, behind the behind the Republic working situation, it was you know, it's pretty cool. So it was it was a really sad day when that place closed.
0: Well, shoot, man. You don't have a good track record of your last... I know, man. I need to stay <laughs> off the golf course. Yeah, you do. You need if to I'm stay there, up.
1: We're going to... We'll, we'll really put it to the test, and I'll try to get a job at TPC and see if oh, that place stays there,
0: open. There, there you go, man. <laughs> All right. So, so in talking about your decorated high school career and then how was it when you went to college? Cause I know in reading about you, I know you, you did, you are, uh, I guess an alumni of Our Lady of the Lake because you did attend there and then you went to right. Shriner. So, so I was,
1: uh, the, the order was actually Shriner, St. Mary's, and then Our Lady of the Lake, uh, St. Oh, Mary's. Damn. I was there for a, a small tenure. Uh, you know, man, I was jumping around just mindset stuff. You know, um, I, th- I thought I was better than I was. Um, I thought that I should be playing somewhere bigger, all that kind of stuff. And uh, now that I'm a little older, you look back on on expectations and how you manage them and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, for me to, to, for me to legitimately be saying something like that, my numbers should have been a lot lower than what I was shooting. So uh, just to make it clear, man, my high school career wasn't anything crazy special. Um, I made all district, I believe, all four years. Uh, I think I made all state only one year and in, uh, it was it was really the the summer from high school to college that I I, I guess I just figured something out. Um, I was at the golf course seven days a week for about three and a half months and uh, super excited that I got an opportunity to play college or, or in college and uh, I worked at Pecan Valley so I played that golf course every day or hit balls out there and uh, it was single-handedly responsible for improving my game. So ball striking got better. My, my distance control with the putter got better. And, uh, you know, as you know, when you're playing golf, man, little things like that drop drops into hazards or three putts are the, are kind of the fat that you try to cut when you're trying to, you know, get it nice and nice and effective. So uh, those are the things that kind of got better. My freshman scoring average was right about 72.4, I believe, uh, at Shriner that allowed me, a, an individual bid to, to a conference. And, uh, and then after that, man, I, 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 mean, to be honest, I, I, I struggled a little bit in college. I was a very mediocre player. Uh, you know, my last, my last, uh, collegiate round was 80 and, uh, I was fortunate enough to be playing with, uh, <clears throat> with a really good team you know and we still did well but it was one of those things where uh you know my life up to that point was just school golf you know practice golf that kind of stuff and uh you know when you're done it was it was a real you know rude awakening kind of slap in the face reality check that uh it kind of just set me off for a little bit man it was about probably a month where you know, I felt really uncomfortable, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, buckets of balls are 10, 15 bucks a pop and, you know, (laughs) $35 to go play 18 holes and being 21, 22 years old, man. I, I mean, that, that's just something, something I couldn't do. So, you know, I mean, I did stuff I wasn't proud of. I would try to sneak onto, to to ranges, you know, I'd be hitting people's balls that they left around, you know, picking up (laughs) stuff. I mean, I was, what that process made me realize is how much I love the game and how much it had done for me. So something changed. Uh, My, my level of urgency really changed on the practice forum. My, my practice sessions became a lot more focused and, you know, all in all, I, all of a sudden I started playing better and, you know, end up, I, I won the city a year after I, got done with school. So um, I really think that, that that reality check of life without golf made me value golf that much more. So, you know, once that happened and I saw a little bit of success, um, the support that I received was overwhelming, and it gave me the the courage and the the confidence to, to turn professional. Um, you know, the, I proceeded to get my butt kicked, for the first session of my professional career, just learning, you know, that's one of the things I talk to our players about. If we don't win, then we learn there's no losing. And, uh, with golf, you know, the guys that are really good, not only do they learn, but they're able to self correct faster than, than other golfers. So, um, you know, I was fortunate to, to have family that supported me. You know, there was a lot of people that I knew that in my opinion were better than me, but you know, life happens You got to pay bills and you got girlfriends and boyfriends and, you know, family members that need to do this. You got your own dreams and anybody that's, that's chased the, the PGA tour knows how, you know, you're going to be sleeping in your car a little bit. You're going to be cutting meals. You know, you're going to be maybe playing with the same pair of pants that you played with the the day before, you know, something like that. I mean, it's, it's a struggle out there. So it really puts into perspective where you're at and, uh, you know, it struggle is no place where anybody wants to be, but I think that everybody can attest that, you know, the best lessons are learned right in the, right in the thick of that struggle. So I learned a lot and, you know, it was funny cause I'd be, I'd be out there playing, getting my butt kicked and then I come back from money games and be kicking butt. And it's kind of like, dude, how am I missing cuts out here? And then I'm shooting, you know, 65, 66 out here, but there's a different level of, of competition, you know, and when you're playing with guys that on and off tours and you know i was fortunate to i've been you know in my career i've I've played with a couple of pga pros and um you know i've been able to play and be in contact with some other local guys that have you know mr ogren and um
0: david yeah
1: yeah david ogren he's a you know he's a great guy i played a couple rounds with him picked his brain a little bit and you know just guys that have texas
0: Texas open champ right there former texas open champ
1: Took, took tiger you know took tiger in the same field that's uh i mean if that was me i'd I'd have that tattooed on my forehead maybe you know oh, he, but
0: I, don't don't worry he, he lets everybody know though so hey he heck yeah I, I, I would too it. i would, I would too yes sir but uh
1: well, but, yeah,
0: i think man. what i think i think that's the thing a lot of people want to know because you know what uh for guys like me uh who just love that sundown golf and and who really want to be in your shoes, but, but, but you've walked a, a good amount of miles in your shoes. You know, yeah. you, 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 and you told me about that, that you told me about where, uh, you know, you're, you're playing for with your last $2,500 in the bank, yeah. or is that, that's somebody that somebody, you know, sponsored you in and, yeah. or you're playing, you're playing, uh, you know, $20 a hole or $50 a hole and you got five bucks in your pocket. Right. And, uh, what is that like? I guess, what are those feelings? And like you stated, uh, when you're playing in in a Monday, when you're trying to play for a Monday qualifier, when you, when you said you missed it, you missed making the cut by like two strokes or by a stroke or two, uh, what's the difference in being in those high cash games and then trying to make the cut and trying to get on, you know, in in a PGA event.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, once you get to that higher level, uh, it really just comes down to putting. Um, you know, it's kind of cliche, but, when you get to that level, everyone can hit the ball. Everyone can hit fairways and greens. It's just a matter of who's going to make more putts. And, uh, with me, you know, if, if you know me or you, or if you played with me, you know, unfortunately that's one of my, that's one of my catalysts. Uh, when I put good, uh, I play really well. And, uh, there's times where, you know, I'm striking the ball just like I want, but if the putts aren't going in the hole, it actually becomes more of like of a complex that you're, you keep hitting shots so close or great opportunities and you're not converting. So, um, you know that lifestyle it's it's very much like a like the highest type of roller coaster drop you can have in golf for the, for that sake you know there's some people that they don't want to go to the big roller coaster because there's a lot of stress there's a lot of pressure you know i mean if you've <laughs> ever been good at the though, man. It, it feels it is, good I mean, though. Can, it feels good when you're at the to, top
0: it feels good if you on can the learn way up to,
1: <laughs> if you can learn to work you know and 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 thrive in that environment man i mean it's it's going to put you at an advantage but uh one situation I, I noticed uh, it was a couple years back when Charlie Hoffman won the won the VTO, and uh, I was following that group. And I remember the last hole, um, just he pretty much knew he had to birdie that hole. I mean, the the scoreboard's there; he's in the last group, and uh, I remember noticing that. Like first, it was me. It was like, oh my god, man! Like, whew, like here we go, man. You know, this is what you talk about when you're a little kid and you start to get like nervous and and i remember thinking like looking down the line and everyone else looks like they're you know just waiting to see it's like man is he going to hit it he not and you know if if the people who are watching that have no stake in this are nervous you know imagine the imagine the environment that, that the person who has to actually execute the shot and not only execute the shot but but have you know world class caliber uh of golf and so what happens is, uh, you know, anybody at the highest level, they prepare to the extent that that it, it calms them in uh, in pressure situations. I'm 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 an avid believer in falling back on your preparation whenever you go through something. You know, I mean, there's times I don't know if anyone can relate, but you know, there's times where I'll make a four foot putt in a in a big tournament or a qualifier, and I'll be on the next hole ready to hit, thinking like. What just ha- Like I don't, I don't even remember that putt going in. You know, like you just kind of sometimes the pressure gets to you, you black out, whatever. But if you're if you're preparing properly, I'm um, I'm also very confident that you know you'll you'll go through the motions. Pre-shot routine, in my opinion, is the is the backbone to a to a good golf game. And uh, if you're going to perform under pressure situations, you know you practice to be in pressure. And uh, you know if you're going to succeed once you're there, you've got to really have a sound pre-shot routine and uh be confident with yourself. So that's kind of, you know, that 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 in my opinion, that that's pretty much the the make or break is the is the putting. Is, you know, you gotta putt good and you gotta be able to control your emotions. So the amount of emotions that you deal with when you've got, you know, that much money invested in yourself, and all of a sudden you see a ball take off towards the water, you know, or you see a ball hit the car path and it might be going out of bounds. And your heart is like, you know, uh, living and dying with, with where that ball goes. So it's hard to maintain perspective when you're grinding like that, but the ones that succeed are able to grasp some type of perspective in that process. So nothing I would give up. I think my golf game now, I, I you know, I'm more confident as a player now with less practice, um uh, than I was back when I was younger, you know, or in college playing every day, but it's just because of what I've learned. And, yeah, you know, falling on your strengths, trying to avoid your weaknesses, and then when you're practicing, you try to improve your weaknesses to where you can have as least amount of weaknesses as possible when you're on the course. So, just preparation, man. That's really what it is. The guys that are good, they live, breathe, and and sleep it, and uh, they're able to execute when, when, they're, when their time is called. So, that's the beauty of golf. You could be 70, or you could be 12. You know, if you shoot the score, you're in. So,
0: that's well, why the cool you, part. Wh- why don't you give us the Where has your game been as you feel that it was at its highest of its highs?
1: Yeah. So uh, like what tournament
0: or what, what moment where you're like, okay, this is it. I can do this. Uh, You know what I can, I need to be able to come here again. You know, like, like what what tournament or what situation did that, did you have that feeling?
1: So from an amateur standpoint, winning the city, you know, um, I know everybody always says, right. Like, Man, in my era, we had this or we had that, you know, but I am i was very – the people that played in, in, in the time that I was playing, you know, those city championships, man, we had – We, I mean, we had some guys that could go and um, collegiately, you know, a lot of the – I mean, all of the college players were playing. If you were local from any surrounding university, you were playing. People came from out of town to play. And then you were playing with the older gentleman that money gamed it and stuff like that. So everybody was in it to win it. And uh, when I was able to win that city championship, that was the first big win for me that gave me a lot of confidence. And then to have the support that I had after that, it was just really like, all right. Like that kind of encouraged me to practice at a higher level and, uh, you know, kind of get to that point. When I turned professional, the probably the round or the the day that got me feeling really confident um i was fortunate to get through local qualifying for the u.s open um god i don't remember that i think it was 20 2018 um
0: where was where was the local qualifier was it either i think it's sontera or cedar creek or where so 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 check it out so me and my
1: me and my wife um you know we were we were thinking like you always do it here um, at that time, it's it's so funny, full circle. Right now, I'm I'm with on par at Cedar, but me and Cedar have like a a love
0: love hate more love, hate.
1: more hate relationship, <laughs> and uh, she's she's been on she's come out on top more than I have when, whenever we go face to face. So uh, at that point, it was kind of like you know, man, I just it was at Cedar that that year, and it was like I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> So we ended up uh we ended up getting a date in Aledo, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. And it ended up being the the local qualifier that Tony Romo played in. So uh it was the year that Tony Romo was trying to qualify for, for the US Open. So we played I was about I was a couple hours ahead of him, but uh I mean it was cool to see, you know, anybody that's been around Thursday qualifiers or are, are local qualifiers. There's no fans. You know, it's usually just the players and and close people around, but That day, ESPN cameras were there and Golf Channel cameras. There was four or 500 people, you know, in the stands looking at, you know, in the gallery watching. And it was kind of like, it's like, what the heck's going on? But then it's like, oh, well, Tony Romo's here, you know, and everyone was there to watch him. So it was crazy. In the middle of the round, he ended up having an eagle at some point. And uh, I was on the opposite side of the course, and I heard the roar. It was, it's, it was cool. I've never, I've never experienced that. I haven't had the, I you haven't, haven't had the, gall- you haven't yeah, been a part of those galleries <laughs> that big of a gallery to hear that from, you know, a couple hundred yards away. So that was cool. But, uh, but that was the, that was the round that really made me like believe that you can do it, you know, cause that's really what it is, man. A lot of these guys can go, but the beauty of golf. You could, you can crap talk all you want and you can tell them that you're going to do this, but when you get on top of that golf ball, it's you and that ball and you got to figure out a way to, to get it where you need to go. So, uh, it was, it's always good to, to see it manifest the practicing that you've been doing. I think everybody that's at that level believes they can do it, but there's a difference between believing and really doing it. So,
0: well, well you played in a good amount of these qualifiers and these sectional events. I know you and you're recently coming off of a you and your partner uh was it LC Kim, right?
1: Uh yeah, uh we we uh me and Casey Lim. Casey, Casey Lim, there yeah. you go. Casey Lim, there you go. Yeah, and, so we uh, uh, y-
0: y'all are coming off of a of a, a two man win, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, part of the PGA section. So uh both of us are our PGA associates. Uh we teach on our on our off time and um He's a great player, you know, and and I can hit it around when I need to. So we were we were fortunate to both play well that day, and uh we were at Austin Country Club. So great venue, Damn,
0: man. beautiful That's golf where they're, that's they're at right now. Yeah, that's they're that's there they're right, at right now. now at the Dell.
1: That's right. So I, I never played there. And it's uh, a quirky,
0: it's a, a quirky golf course, man. It it's, it's, is, it's, man. It's it really weird. Is.
1: Two different nines. Looks like you're on two different parts of Texas. So. uh but it was great. Yeah, it's always good to to see the ball go in the hole, man. That's that's really what you're going for in the end.
0: Now, uh now now those are some of your highest of your highs, you know, being there and yeah. playing in the sectionals when Tony Romo was there. Now, what's one of the lowest of the lows?
1: I mean, uh that 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 senior year finished your college career with an 80 was pretty rough i had my whole family there uh my my then wife or my now wife then girlfriend uh was there what was that and uh man uh i believe it was um water chase country club uh just outside of dallas i believe and um you know it's one of those things i'm i'm very fortunate that i have a i've got a family that supports the crap out of me and uh probably more than they should and uh you know whenever they're behind you it just it puts a little bit more the wins are that much better but the losses are are you know they hurt that much more so they always make it better and they tell you it's going to be okay and you know in the in the end you're uh, you know i'm in a fortunate position to to have people around me that love me that support me but you know when you're out there playing golf man, that's really what you you're trying to get the you're trying to get that score that you're shooting for so to finish that way was was really bad and then uh, you know turning professional I I had some people that even that even told me that you know I don't know if you're ready man you know maybe you should keep saving up and keep toning your game but me being the the cocky kid that I was it was like dude I'm ready like I'm let's go and then you get out there and you get your butt kicked and it's like whoa like Small, you know, I was the big fish in a pond. Now I'm, now I'm the tiny one in a, in, in a big pond, and all these guys can, you know, they're killers. So um, every every shot was going down the fairway. Every putt's going to the hole, and, uh, you know, these guys are good. So it it, it forced me to, to understand my weaknesses, and there were nights, man. There were nights calling friends and calling family, tearing up, and, you know, you don't know what the heck's going to happen, and you, you keep losing money. And then it, it gets lonely out there you know my first stint uh, was uh, six weeks by myself you know the the second stint was about eight weeks by myself and you know just practice round tournament round travel practice round tournaments travel food hotel go to sleep i mean it's just it's very much you know it's very by yourself and, and pretty it gets lonely so you got to learn how to manage your, manage your emotions and figure out a way to not allow that to get in the way of, of your, of your play.
0: And I think that's a different type of golf than a lot of us, a lot of people who really follow me and who really are uh, keep up with my show and who my show is based for, you know, uh, is that, we're out there having a stogie having a beer you know enjoying yeah. the nine uh you know you ain't doing none of that crap, you know yeah, you're out there you're freaking you're grinding you know you're grinding like you stated you're wearing uh probably the same pants you wore maybe the two previous yeah. rounds, yeah, and uh you're dreading maybe a six hour drive back home or to the next place uh what kind of t- how that has the mess with your mentality on your golf game
1: oh it does man I mean I was just talking to it I was uh Today, I, I caddied for, for one of my best friends at the prequal. Today was a pre qualifier for the Texas Open. And where was um, that? Where was that
0: at? Was that, that was at, at Comanche. Where? Well, there was oh, one Comanche. of the sites. There's there's multiple
1: okay. sites, but Comanche was where was where my buddy played. And uh, you know, it's crazy because it's we were just talking about it. He's a he's a full time professional. He still works. He was from El Paso. He works at a golf course. And um, you know, I, I remember being in the grind full time. And it was, I mean, people, you know, it's almost like you weren't even some days you weren't even happy to be out there because you're not playing well or you're focused on what you're doing wrong. And, uh, you know, a little bit more perspective now, not being able to be full time and watching guys that are still able to play. It's like, you know, if you don't, what you and your friends do or people that, you know, that you said that kind of make up your following a lot of what y'all do though needs to be incorporated into what the professionals do to be successful. You know, you gotta enjoy yourself. You gotta be thankful that you get to chase your dream and wake up with a purpose to go play golf every day. And sometimes that gets lost with you know missing cuts and and hitting shots that you want. I mean, golf is such an imperfect game. And the the statement that I always tell my guys, we gotta strive for and guys and girls. I gotta I gotta clear that up too, man. Andy. Uh, I'm not the men's golf coach. I'm the men's and the women's golf coach.
0: Oh shoot! Our Lady of the Lake. I, I was reading that. I was reading. Yeah. I was reading that, and then my you girls said, are, my girls it said men's. It said men. Kill me if I don't. Oh, okay. If I don't clear that okay. up. Okay. I'm man. glad. I'm, I'm, glad cleared I'm glad you, I'm glad you clear that. I'm glad. I'm glad you clear that up. Lady of
1: the Lake. Yes, sir. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad you clear that up because as I was looking at that, it said it said men's coach. You know, and it says Arnie Martinez, and so I'm like. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, so yeah. good. I, I'm glad because I do, I do see, and I was wondering, I was going to ask you about that because being out there at golf club of Texas all the time, I do see y'all from afar. You know, I did run into you that one day, yeah. but uh, I, again, as a coach, Hey, I like, I like to watch from afar, but I like to let the coaches do their thing, you know, because right, when you're, right. when you're there, when you're in that moment, uh, yeah, you can get, you can say hi and, you know, and shoot the shit a little bit, but at the same time, you know, you want to make sure your kids know that, Hey, that you're there right. for them, that's you know, right. that, that, that they have your attention and that even though they might be 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, uh, that's still that, Hey, you know, Hey, coach Martinez cares. And you know what? He's there, uh, doing his job, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so that's why I always kind of see y'all from afar and I'm over there, my, my dumb ass, I'm over here texting Kane. Hey man, are y'all on the course right now? Expect, <laughs> expecting him to answer me back. And, and he's like, uh, six hours later, I was, yeah. You know, very, very plain and simple. You know, I, I was going to say,
1: he, know, he knows he'll be he'll be dealing with me if he answered that phone <laughs> in the middle of our round. So, yeah.
0: Well, well I'm going to I'm going to tell you, I got I got a question right here uh, from John Anderson. And, and I know we'll get here. I know the answer is, as you mentioned, teaching on your off time. Where do you coach other than the school?
1: Yeah, so I, uh, I I just recently joined On Par Golf, which is a a great un great organization that I'm very proud to to be a part of. Uh, they base out of Mission Del Lago. Uh, the head guys are, are Ray Garza and and and, a- and AJ. Uh, he's a, a PGA caddy, and you know we've been in contact off and on through. Through the years, uh, raised a lot of good stuff. I mean, it's hard to, to not, or to be in the golf industry, uh, around San Antonio, especially urban San Antonio and not be, uh, aware of on par and what they're trying to do. So they're doing, we're doing everything we can to try to spread golf to, you know, anybody who's, who's open and willing to try it. It's a beautiful game. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing really good has happened from this pandemic, but from the golf standpoint, you know, golf has gone up substantially. I think I saw yeah. 43 to 46% of an increase just in mm-hmm. this last year alone, which is, which is astronomical. So uh, a lot of good stuff for golf, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's one of those things that um, we're at Cedar Creek now. Uh, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to that that's where i'm gonna be at so i i give we give lessons out there uh, i'm one of the instructors along with a couple of others uh, christy Cano and uh, billy billy castro as well so dude i, I was telling ray
0: there. i was telling ray man that's a star studded lineup dude i was like damn i just because i saw i think i saw a week or two ago i saw that uh, you know uh, ray had posted uh, about you and billy and i was just like oh crap i said damn those are two big bombs in the city you know the city of, here in san antonio I said y'all are very well-known guys here in the city and then i saw last night Christie's name on there and i'm That's just right. like i was like yeah. damn man ray ray's just ray's, ray's full scooping of surprises us up man he's, scooping <laughs> he's, us up. Yeah. he's full of surprises man and and, and, and and
1: go ahead man go ahead
0: no 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 you, uh, okay i'll go i'll go and it was speaking and just kind of texting back and forth with ray i said man ray uh that's great because if, if anyone knows Ray and, and I did, I told you this the other day and I told Ray this today, I said, when I spoke to you the other day, it was like I was speaking with Ray Garza. And and the thing is, <laughs> I why,
1: that.
0: why that's, I think that's a big compliment. Yeah, because
1: yeah man, he's a great guy. I think,
0: I think a lot of people that have worked with Ray and that know Ray, and that I've had a chance to to really like get to know him, can see why he is doing some great things, especially on the south, and now bringing it to the north. Thank thank you, Jesus, because I live over here by UTSA. I graduated from UTSA. You know, look, I got some rowdies back there behind I me. They're, they're always the there, birds. man. They're always the there, birds. man. And uh I'm thankful because I live real close to Cedar. And I, I know what, what Ray's done at Mission. I know he's gonna really help and do for the north side and do for just golf in San Antonio. I think yeah. Ray's been there. There's a problem, and you know with people not knowing the game. And I was reading today on one of the the San Antonio uh, Facebook groups about a six hour round at Cedar, and, and it is, and it's ridiculous out there it right is, now man. because because there is there's a lot of new coming newcomers for golf, yeah. and they don't know the the they don't Huge. understand. Yeah, and you know what. This is the time. This this is the time right now, and I think Ray and y'all are like a big big part of the solution. I really do. And we,
1: are, I, I appreciate that. I know Ray does too, man. That's really all we want. We're we're trying to spread the game. We're trying to, uh, you know, we're trying to increase the amount of golf that's being played in San Antonio, and uh, we'd love to keep the tee sheets full. And keep those complaints down, right? And uh, if we spoken could, like,
0: spoken like a true golf professional, yeah, right there. If
1: we could, if we can do that, now we're going to be in a good spot. So we're super excited. Uh, I know I speak for all the instructors over there at On Par that uh, you know us being able to utilize Cedar Creek, and uh, you know it's kind of like an untapped market out there. Um, we're gonna we're, we're getting we're already getting a lot of. A lot of attention, you know. We're, we're trying to spend as much time as we can out there to give consultations and just kind of make people aware that that this is what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're fortunate to be able to utilize uh, TrackMan, which is, in my opinion, the best uh, the best monitor that uh, oh, yeah. that that's on the market right now. So it's a twenty twenty five thousand dollar piece of equipment that PGA Tour players use, and uh, they use it to tone in, you know, their yardages and distances and and all kinds of stuff. So what what that what that piece of equipment's able to do is is nothing short of amazing. So it's hard not to get better when you're when you have a, a an instructor that knows how to kind of get you where you need to go while using that. Because what what that does is just provide more more views that possibly a, an instructor's naked eye wouldn't be able to identify. So when you see those numbers, man, one thing about golfers is that what you think you're doing with a golf club, you're probably not doing how you think you're doing it. So. It's, it's cool to get kind of some uh reaffirmation about what's correct and then what you're doing and how to get there so that, that's really what we try to do man We try to educate our our clients and hopefully they leave us knowing more about golf more comfortable on the golf course and more comfortable about how to hit a golf shot so
0: and i th- and I think as being a a, a player and being an athlete uh, something that your coaches would always reiterate to you and maybe you do as as a coach now uh Hey, the the little eye in the sky doesn't lie. You know, right. and so and so especially with track band, you have those different camera angles. That's and you're right. like, and I think as a golfer and me being uh you know a hack golfer, I, I hate to look at myself swing, man. I just <laughs> I dread it. Yeah, I hate man. it. And and I was over there uh at Ray's, I was over there at on par golf admission, and Ray's like let's get you on the simulator man let's get you on there let's get you on there and i'm like no no but i I was i was going through some rough parts right i just i just went to my buddy ben's you know uh over there at polo grounds hey that's the man if i can Uh, plug there's a couple of people i wanted to plug today
1: (laughs) and ben Carricker is one of those guys man he's he's the best fitter in the city dude if if anybody's hearing thank you if anybody's on here watching go to him he, uh, you know, in my opinion, he he's overworked. Anyways, this guy will will work he he his tail the off business. for you. You don't need yeah. the business. But but uh, he's the best guy, man. I mean, I, since since I met him, uh, he's been hospitable to me. He's uh, he's taking me in as a buddy, and uh, you know, golf's expensive, and uh, to have someone like him to help you, and uh, you know, I trust him with everything. I mean, I'll get my clubs from whenever I order new sticks. I just take them to him. His, his word, he always told me, go, goes, you trust me? And I was like, I got you, man. I'm gone for two days, and I'll be back, and I know they'll be good to go. You know, and, and he, <laughs> he produces every time, man. So he's the best That's, guy in the city, hands down.
0: No, no, he is. And I, and I think the thing is right now, they were talking about it the other day. I was reading an article about is uh, the golf shops or the golf superstores, are they dying off? And, uh, you know, it's tough to say because, you know, there isn't a big explosion of this game right now. Like you said, it's up 43 to like 46%. And I I think during the COVID times, uh, you know, people have heard me say this numerous times on the show is that it's one thing that you can do with your friends and do outside and still feel okay to be out and about, Yeah, you know, and and it's just, and I think, I think for me and for for guys like you, because I, I got that, I got that feeling from you, Arnie, that, it's not just a profession. It's like, it's in your soul. It's in yeah. your blood. It, it's in your, it's part of your livelihood that it's not just a means to an end.
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, I've been very fortunate. Uh, once again, things that I tell my players, you know, don't disrespect this game. And if you are going to disrespect it, don't disrespect it while I'm around because to <laughs> me it, it is, it's more than a game. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I was. Uh, the lessons that I've learned, people that I've met, places that I've traveled, the, you know, jobs that I currently have, everything is, is golf related. So, um, you know, golf is, is a, is a huge part in in what I do and how I go about my business. So yeah, it's definitely more than a game for me. And, um, I try to, I try to emulate that throughout my teaching strategies, you know, throughout my coaching strategies, the coach I try to be is just the coach that I, that I always wish that I had. Right. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I've had great coaches, but um, you know, there's always a strive to be that perfect coach, right? So you need to be, you know, hard when you need to and soft when you need to. And, you know, there's, no, um, as much as golf is important and school is important, you know, the relationships that I have with some of my players that I've coached in the past, you know, um, I've got pictures at my wedding of, uh, like four generations of, of players that I've coached at Our Lady of the Lake. And, uh, that was, that was, uh, 2018. So, um, you know, since then, I, I mean, the team that we've got right now and the guys that we've recently had, I mean, there's not a guy that's or girl that's been on my on my teams that I'm, you know, you're instantly family. I instantly love you. And we're, you know, you need help. I got you. And uh, if you're messing up, I'm going to check you. But if you if you need help, I got you. And so uh, it's, it's just what I try to do throughout the day with, uh, with whoever I'm with, whether it be recruits or people I'm teaching at the range or coaches, I mean, um, players that I'm, that I'm coaching. So, you know, lead by example type of thing. And, and, and in doing so they make me better. You know, there's times where maybe I want to slack off or, you know, don't, uh, not to get it misconstrued. I'm, I'm never trying to let my players beat me whenever we, uh, whenever we play. So, um, I take a lot of pride in, in trying to stay on top whenever we're playing. So it's a little different thing with me as well. I played maybe a little bit more than a, than a normal coach would, but, uh, I'm fortunate enough. I think, you know, just my personal opinion, but it's, it's hard for kids to, to listen to people, teach them golf if, if the kids can beat the guy that's telling them what to do. Right. And it kind of, I don't know what it is, especially when you get to better golfers, you know, I think everyone, any parent on here or, or even kids that are watching, you know, they think they're right. They think they know it all. And, uh, it's hard to really get told and understand that you need to change unless you're seeing someone do what he's do telling yeah. you to do. And oh, so yeah. that I, helps.
0: And I'm, and, I, and I'm sure it has to, because, uh, I've been coaching for about 15 years and you know, I'm I'm not the spring chicken that I was once. You know, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm yes over sir. here running running the veers. I'm running the fake handoffs. I'm, <laughs> I'm showing the kid yeah. how to how to properly run the offense. Right. Little a little and stiff arm here. Stiff yeah, arm yeah. But you know it like. Hey, I'll bust out, you know, uh, uh, about a five yard gain, you know, and then they'll catch me, but yeah. uh, I'm not that guy <laughs> anymore, you know? So, yeah. so luckily enough, I've had some of my younger, some of my former players come back and they, they know the system, you know, like the system yeah. hasn't changed and it's just like, Oh, this is where you want to go. You want to hit this hole, hit this gap. Right. And, and you know what, but the kids want to see, they, they do, they want to see it. Hey, okay. This coach knows what he's talking about. He's making it work. Right. And so it seems like, and speaking with one of your players, and we'll get to that right now.
1: Yeah, uh, we will.
0: It's, it seems like uh, <clears throat> that's that's the kind of coach you are. You, you've really, you're just like, again, like another Ray Garza, you're a relationship builder. And it seems like you've been able to do that wherever you've been because I talked to Shane that was with you at Republic. Uh, I talked to Ben about you. Uh, you know, just uh, Kane, you know, just – just to, just to get a little bit, just to know a little bit more about you that I don't know. And everyone says that, that you have a really good job of, hey, when it's time to be a buddy, it's time to be a buddy. But when it's time to be a dad or to get on my ass, it's time, he'll right. get on my ass. Yeah. And, and I think that's just what's made you successful. And it's making your kids successful, too, because I'm going to tell you, uh, not a lot of people, when they say, oh, I'm a Laker, I'm a Laker, I'm a Laker, I was like, what the hell is a Laker? Our Lady of the Lake, Our Lady of the right. Lake. And I'm like, yes, I'm like, I always tell them, I said, is that a real school? But you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, these past several years, and I think it, it, it kind of goes to top to bottom. Hey, man, y'all are making strides in in baseball and basketball. Yeah. You know, like yeah, like the facility, facilities are looking nice, you know, as, I, yeah. as I've been over there. And, and it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that because, you know what, y'all are. Y'all are on the west side, and you know what, and, and y'all are getting some good talent in the city and then outside of the city as well. And I think yeah. people need to know about y'all.
1: I appreciate that, Andy. Yeah, I mean, we're – we're not a D1 program, you know, we're 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 not anywhere close to that when it comes to budget or or recruiting or that kind of stuff, but what what I do tell our, all our recruits is that I'm going to bust my tail for you and uh you know, it what I want is hard workers and guys and girls that keep a positive outlook on things and understand that, you know, as long as we're getting better collectively every day, little by little, that's all we can ask for, you know. So uh we're not gonna we're not gonna get a hundred and fifty thousand dollar increase if we win nationals, you know, or anything like that. But every year, start of our yearly meetings, we set some goals. Every one of them has to do with winning a conference championship or, or possibly competing for a national championship. And then we get into try to, you know, try to get them to a good spot with academics, you know, and and personal stuff. You know, it's hard to have personal issues, whether it's family related or friends or girlfriends and boyfriends have issues with that and then be able to just cut it off before you get on a golf course you know so your your mindset and your mentality with how you go about your life off the golf course will eventually affect what you do on the golf course so you know it's once again just stuff that I've learned man I mean I've I've been fortunate to uh to kind of go through the muck you know I definitely didn't go through the easy way playing professionally and the couple live. I mean, even when I won the city, man, you know, I, I was three groups back. I was, I think, four or five strokes off the lead going into the last day. And, you know, um, I was, I just muscled out. Uh, I think I was four under for that day and it was a pretty windy day and I was able to hop, hop, skip everybody else. So, you know, it's just one of those never give up things. You know, I, I t- try to pride our players and, I mean, there's nothing cooler than watching someone just outwork, everybody and even if they're not playing good or even if they're not whatever you just you never see them let up or her let up and they give everything they got and there's admiration that comes with that so how i grew up um you know to to the extent that i like to wear black shoes when i play tournaments uh i i grew up with our coaches telling us that we wear black because it's a work shoe and uh you know back then people that were you know locksmiths or or, you know, construction workers and stuff. Damn. They were, they wear black shoes, you know. I love that. So you I Love work. That. And so when we put on our black shoes in high school, it was like, all right, boys, like it's time to go to work. And that was just something that we take. And, you know, when I was younger, I mean, even right now, man, I, I love our team. I think that our, our golf team is is one of the best in the NAIA. Um, and then our girls, unfortunately, we don't have enough at the moment right now to fill a full team. Uh, but next year we we sure as hell will. And uh you know, the the sky's the limit for them as well. So our goal is to outwork everybody. We're not always going to be better than everybody, but we can choose to think more efficiently than everybody and we can work harder than everybody. And uh, we, just, we just try to do that, man. Some days it sucks, right? I mean, some days we're out there for four, five, six hours on a Saturday, you know, when they could be hanging out with their friends and stuff. But what I try to make them understand is that right now, the memories I look and think back on are those days when – my coach made me go practice instead of, you know, you, you can always mess around with your friends. You can always, you know, hang out and watch TV or, or do whatever. But they're, you know, they're very fortunate to be in a position where they're, you know, they're able to play golf, man. They get able to travel. They're, in my opinion, they're sponsored. That's what I always look for, a sponsorship. <laughs> and all these guys I and mean, girls, they're sponsored, man. So they just need to take advantage of it.
0: Well, one of your top players who's ranked – Rated the number the the number two uh, men's golfer in the NAIA, uh, Kenny Bada, uh, yeah. a, a, a fellow uh, San Antonio City amateur champ right, right. like yourself, yeah. And uh, you know he's your top dog. And I had him on the show uh, f- uh, several shows ago. Uh, yeah. I asked him. I asked him. I said, well, "Who's your biggest rival?" Like I said, "Who's your biggest rival on the course?" And he said, "Right now, right now, it's my coach, Arnie Martinez." <laughs> Yeah, I was like this. I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, I was like, God. He goes, yeah. And and, and what did he say? You tell me. You know it a little bit better. So what did he say? <laughs> what I
1: remember. Well, first off, I was completely surprised. Uh, you know, he's Kane isn't. Uh, Kane isn't one to to brag on himself much. So uh, you know, no one really knew about the podcast. So I actually, <laughs> I actually heard. I heard from you. Well, I'm saying I didn't know that he was on the podcast. I didn't know that he was your guest. So I keep up with the podcast. So I check it out. And then I, I scrolled by and it was like, oh, man, like that's that's Kane, right? So I, I wasn't even aware of it. And when he said that, I was watching kind of like, you know? But uh, no, man, Kane's, Kane's a hell of a player. And, uh, you know, me and him go at it. I think, uh, you know, he's got the skills to where – if he's playing really, really good golf, you know, he's hard to mess with. It's just the case. And what what I take a lot of pride in is trying to, trying to keep his environment um, a little stressful to, to force him to kind of compete. Cause you know, when he gets to to conference and nationals, you know, those are the people that he needs to be comfortable playing against and beating. And in order to do that, he needs to constantly feel that pressure. So I, uh, you know, me and him, we like to square off a little bit throughout the year uh you know not too often not as often as i would like but um you know yeah me and him go at it so i'm all gonna right, i'm gonna be clear though he said he said that we go back and forth all right yeah. and i'm just gonna say that i go forth and he goes back <laughs> he
0: goes back
1: okay. <laughs> but uh all right here. Nah, I got, man, I got... he is he is a city champ so i gotta okay. i gotta give him respect
0: I got his uncle right here saying, ask him who wins, him or Kane. So, you know what? I think you answered the question right there. Okay. You, I'll,
1: you, for that specific answer, you can ask Kane.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like, but you know what? Uh, he, he is a top dog. and you He's know a what? bad
1: boy, man. He's yeah, a bad yeah, he boy. he is.
0: He is. And he's a great kid too, man. He and is. Too, like, great, like, family. Great, great family. Great family. Great family. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. No. And I, I totally agree. And I, I've had several. I've had a. Uh, I've had Dave Roberts on the show. I had Ty Roberts. Yeah. And uh, you hear, and I had uh, Cameron Cody on. Uh, you know, UTSA, that's another... uh stud. City stud. Don't mess with her. Uh, no, no, no. Don't she, mess with her. Uh, hey, I saw her in middle school, bro. Yeah. I saw her in high school. You know, because in the Catholic schools, and uh, you know, you see a lot of. You know, you've been around a lot of these champs, Arnie. You see something that they just have, and and that you know, there's some that there's some or have that arrogant air about them, but those kids that I, that I just talked about, they don't have that air around you. You wouldn't be able to tell if, if they were, uh, you know, 200 ranked player or the top five, or, you know, the kind of players that they are. And, and I think that's the thing that, that I really loved. And I felt about Kane is that, uh, he does, he's got just, just like, you know, what we talked about earlier, having that, maybe that, that put on those black shoes and just, just go to work mentality. Right. And, and, where do you see that helping your team? Because obviously, what I'm what I'm re- truly thinking is that the success of your of your me- of your men's program is really going to also help your female program as well.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean we're, you know, it's 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 the same it's the same equation, it's the same recipe, you know, for for both. It doesn't matter boy or girl, you know, it's, it's golf and and there's a way to play it and there's a proper way to prepare for it. And uh, you know, one thing, you know, you talk about Kane. You know, Kane's had a had an up and down career, and uh, he was kicking people's butt in high school. You know, and then he he started. You know, like anyone's golf career, you kind of have ups and downs. And you know, I think what what Kane finally learned after going, you know, from the mountaintops to the valleys a couple of times is that, you know, there's some stuff that I can take from this valley that can really maybe help me stay up on the mountaintop a little longer. And uh, when he learned those things, um, you know, he he just. I mean, it was instant, you know his his decision making was better. he got stronger the whole pandemic he just kicked butt in the weight room. There wasn't a day that I was talking to him that he wasn't making time to to go put in some work and there's no it's no coincidence that now he's at the top of leaderboards and he's you know pandemic was was the time I, and and I text all of our guys and girls in the middle of it, you know the recruits it was like you know, do not allow this to be the reason why you slack off you know I bought I must have spent four to five hundred dollars over the pandemic getting hitting nets from my backyard and you know, upgrading <laughs> my putting mat and, and that same, kind of stuff. Same. You know? And same. so it's one of those things where, you know, I'm you just gotta keep doing it. Like there there isn't you can't let there be a reason or, or a viable excuse for you to not get your work in. You know, you're you're a collegiate golfer and you get to hold yourself to that expectation. So they all wanna play good when it's tournament time you know, but we need to, they need to understand how, and anybody needs to understand that if you're going to play good golf, you need to, to prepare. The beauty about golf is you're not going to slack your way to a 68 and you're never going to, you know, bust your butt for months and months and shoot 95. You know, you're going to, if you're doing it effectively, especially at a competition level, you're, you're going to, you're going to execute. So you just got to put in that work.
0: And and speaking about Kane, I think, uh, or in speaking with Kane, I asked him, I said, Well, how come how how come our Lady of the Lake? Well, he told me he said, Well, he said a big thing was on him for not trying to get put himself out there more. Yeah. And he said he did a poor job. Of trying to get himself recruited, and uh, and again that 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 showed me a lot of maturity as opposed to him blaming others. You know, he put the, he put the responsibility and owned up to it, you know, on himself, and which was great to hear for you know a young man in, in their young, in their early twenties. But what is what it's seeming like is that hey, you know, I'm a I'm a true believer in Jesus Christ, and I think everything happens for a reason. And it seems 100%. like I, it seems like I think God put you and his ear and you and his life to kind of help him because you've been through those ups and downs. You've, you've been in those same shoes as a city champ, uh, in between universities yeah. and, uh, you know, the highs and lows of, of tour tour life, grinding, struggling, uh, you know, wearing the same pants over and over, uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, having those broke days. And, and you know what, you told me that the other day, that, that that's one thing you're really trying to teach him. You're trying to, to give him that, that champion, chip mentality and that mentality also as well to be tough as nails
1: yeah i mean it's it's a mentality that leaks into all aspects of your life right so if you if you understand how to be successful and you know you you stray away from laziness and you know you try to find a passion and chase it um it's a lot easier for you to put in a high level of work and you know i tell them a lot that if you let these guys and girls beat you on the golf course and you let them out prepare you and you let them outwork you, they're going to take, you know, they're going to outwork you on the, the job circuit as well. And they're going to take your job interview and they're going to take your promotion and they're going to take all that other stuff. So it never stops. And unfortunately, Damn, love it. This, I love it. you know, in this day and age, uh, we are in that microwave mentality. You know, these these guys and girls, they want they want quick fixes. They want instant. whatever, and that
0: instant. Uh, they want those instant oats right Right. now so
1: important anything that's important anything in life that holds any type of real value is gradual you know relationships uh you know overcoming fears you know losing weight gaining weight you know stopping an addiction whatever the case is it's it's not quick and so that's the beauty of golf if you can understand the process and uh you manage your expectations properly that's i think that's huge you got to manage your expectations if you're you know, I like I'll give you, for instance, I, I uh, I'm ch- I have a 17 month old son who, uh, you know, he's got a super packed battery on his back. This Boy, just he don't stop. Right. He's <laughs> ball foot of energy. And uh, I was I was chasing him around the living room and uh, I stubbed my toe a couple days ago. And uh, so my buddy's in town. Right. So it's like, well, I got to go play with him. And I told him, I was like, man, I, go, I got a stub toe. So I guess I'm playing a low fade today, you know? <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where, you know, manage your expectations. You know, I remember when I was younger, I would, I would try to keep my same swing and just push through the pain. When the truth is, is there's a way to play, you know, every single day. It's going to be different. You know, nobody plays the same. And so if you try to play the exact same every day, the same way, it's not going to happen. So managing your expectations and knowing that, You know, instead of trying to put a number saying, like, I'm going to go out there and shoot 65 today, how about let's just go out there and, you know, I'm going to have, hopefully I'll have 65 to 75 individual tests on every stroke. And I just want to take care of everyone and make sure I do it right and then pick up my head when the round's over. And hopefully it's, you know, it's less than than Par gave me. So,
0: Damn, (laughs) Damn, I, I dude. I'm feeling you, dude. I'm feeling you as a coach, man. I got one good, year of eligibility left. Come can, on, can I go? Can I walk on?
1: Come on, man. My,
0: my grades are shoddy. I'm Okay. It took me. seven years to get a four-year degree. All right, bro. But I had a good time. I had a damn <laughs> good time. There you go.
1: That's right. That's <laughs> the memories. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, you know, we we hold a pretty tight ship academically too. We've been uh we've been fortunate to have GPA. Uh, champion war- awards, which puts us at one of the highest GPAs in the university out of any sport. So uh, we take pride in it's student athlete, not athlete student, right? So we got to make sure that yeah. even though we're kicking butt on the golf course, we need to. I tell them, don't don't get the scores mixed up, man. I don't want golf scores for grades and good grades for golf scores, right? I don't want seventies for your grades and you know eighties and nineties for your scores. So let's make sure we 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 understand the difference.
0: So we so. What does it look like for your team because it looks like I guess a lot of the conference championships or anything is played in April, right? If I'm not mistaken, or May, yeah. what is it?
1: In, yeah, yeah, we're, we're actually one of the later ones. We're May 2nd through the 4th. Uh we'll be in Victoria, Texas. Uh so how do you, you like know? your chances? I love our chances, man. I mean, like anything else, you still got to go and execute, but you know, I I've been preaching it all year uh, to anybody that'll listen and for the people that have been around to be able to see some of our team you know we're we're very fortunate we've you know we didn't take too many hits over the pandemic. I believe we got stronger with the pickups that we had, and the guys that we had returning are are playing you know decent so we we have yet to have a tournament where everybody plays solid. I think that's the hard part uh we need to get it to translate from the you know these guys are shooting very very good scores in in practice rounds and in qualifying, but it doesn't always. It doesn't always replicate on the golf course. So that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. And uh, you know, that's probably the hardest part of it all. You gotta identify your your weaknesses. We're trying to critique what we do wrong after tournaments, and we're having, you know, some open forums with our teams to kind of just open up about, you know, a lot of like you just said about your golf swing, you know, people get insecure, man. They don't wanna see things and they, they don't wanna hear about what they do wrong. And we kind of force our players to to face that head on. And once you get used to it and you find out that other players are having you know, there's nothing that makes me happier as a coach than to see another player helping another player. You know, and make, best, you know, it's that's like man, beauty. last year I was struggling with that same thing. This is what I did, and then yeah. a couple of weeks later, you know, and all of a sudden they're so that. That's kind of what it is, man. Uh, it's a long process. You know, golf is different than regular sports. We don't have a um, most sports have a couple months season, and then the rest of the year they're in off season, and we have uh, a season in the fall, and then we go you know into overdrive in the spring so not only is it trying to get better but from the from the coaches standpoint we need to manage their you know their practicing and we need to make sure that we're not overworking them you know it's real easy to get mentally fatigued and emotionally exhausted when it starts to get into March and April and we've been playing golf five to six days a week you know every every week and stuff so that's we just got to keep them sharp and keep them ready to go. But our guys and our girls are excited, man. They're they got a high level of, of talent. It's hard not to see these guys and girls on the range and just be like, wow, like there's a lot of talent there. So, as long as they come and they execute, you know, if we get five guys this year that are playing solid at the right time, you know, I don't I don't think there's too many teams in the NAI that can mess with us.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you, uh, your kids are pretty damn lucky, dude. They're they're lucky to have you and and I appreciate I, it, Andy. Uh, no, man, I'm telling you, like honestly. I, I'm gonna enroll. I'm gonna enroll uh in the fall. All right, and I'm gonna walk on. Okay, I'm gonna walk on. on. Okay, Wings, gonna up. Walk on. Gonna... Wings up, man. I'm gonna yeah, walk man. on, man. All right. Uh I can't show this on here just because this is on a different little uh group setting. But uh Jerry Montes, I know you that that that's how I got it. That's how I initially got in contact with you, my man Jerry. <laughs> my man Jerry. He said, uh, fellow Holy Cross alum, He said, uh, always got your back, Arnie.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, and th- and that's the kind of I always got Jerry's back too. There was a little while where, uh, where we were, we were pretty much living together, uh, his junior year, my senior year. he was, either I was at his place or he was at mine. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that you remember the cool part about Holy Cross and, and anything like that. You could see people that maybe you don't even know, but it's like, you went to Holy Cross. Oh yeah. All right, man. Like instant brothers, brothers, brothers you know, brothers, I got yep. I gotta buy you a drink or, you know, <laughs> come over here, come, come meet my wife, you know, or something like that. And so, uh, you know, I man, I love all my Holy Cross brothers. You know, there's not a, there's not a thing I wouldn't do for them if they if they really needed help or anything like that. And you know, I'm comfort I'm comforted and confident that they would do the same for me. So, um, yeah, man, Holy Cross through and through.
0: That's what I want to hear, man. I I love to hear that, and and I think it's just it's it's pride, man. Shoot, I, I I try to do that at my school. Uh, like you said, it, I think peer peer teaching is probably the best teaching because, you know, it's like, we're like mom and dads, you know, it's in through one year out through the other yeah. You know, as, as coaches. But when, you know, somebody that you respect or somebody that you have to go, you're in the trenches with and that you're out there battling with constantly. And they tell you, Hey, uh, your setup needs to be more here or no, you're leaving that club face open or no, your three, three technique is this way. You know, like, like those, you those kids that are getting those tips, they, they take them more to heart.
1: Yeah. And, definitely.
0: and, And for me, like when, when somebody tells me one of my peers or one of my other coaching buddies takes it like, like when I listen to you or listen to any good instructor, uh, like me, like I, I feel like I can coach anything. And it seems like that's for you, like, because you can relate something and you know, to, to something else to where, uh, and I'm sure that's why you're being, you're, you're real successful with your kids and why you've been such, why you're going to be such a big asset to Ray at On Par Golf is just how you relay that information and how you relate it.
1: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I've struggled enough and most of the stuff that I teach is just off personal experience. You know, a lot of the things that I teach my players is stuff that I, I do myself, you know. So I let them into my head about pre-shot routines and, you know, how to, you know, uh, high percentage shots to hit out of the rough and just different numbers and stuff like that. And the more you know about that kind of stuff, it puts your mind at ease, you know. And so uh, it, it's really just what it is. The more you have a set of rules of how to get across or around a golf course. It just helps you when it's time to make a decision and to stay consistent. So I appreciate it, Ray. I mean, that, that's my goal as a teacher, as an instructor, you know, as a, as a friend or anything else. Um, It's just one of those things that we, you know, we love golf. It's what we want to do.
0: And this is, this is what I'm sure Ray said from on par golf. Arnie's passion for golf is off the chart. Blessed to have him on the OPG team. I
1: appreciate it, Ray. Thanks, my man. Yeah, I'm excited for the future.
0: No, and 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 it's so funny. I just I was speaking with Ray and AJ. uh, I had him on episode 18. That's how far back I had him. Okay. uh, I
1: got I got to check that one out.
0: (laughs) Oh man, dude, it's dusty, bro. It's super super (laughs) dusty. I like to think uh, you know I've upgraded since then. And it's really been nice because, uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but you know, like, like I'm looking at the time that we've been recording, but I'm just like, dude, I like, it really seems like nothing to me because you know what? I, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story and know about you because you know what? I was looking, dude, you don't post crap for social media. You, no, you just man, have, I you don't. just have, you just have an account that maybe yeah. you posted something like three years ago. Well, and, you know what happened is
1: that that kind of stuff started. Uh, I'm not a very social person on that standpoint, you know, um, you know, I, I get a bunch of, I get a bunch of slack from people around, you know, I, I didn't catch the, the social media wave. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in between that. I relate more to the grandparents probably than I do to the kids when it comes to posting stuff. But, you know, just like I was brought up, I I never felt that my, my life was important enough to, to tell to other people, you know, so if, if I'm close with you and we stay in contact enough, you're going to know pretty much everything that goes on with me, but you know, yeah, like we you know, my son was born and um, you know, I, I posted we me and my wife posted something small, but it's just kinda like it's just not us to to post a lot of that information. So when it comes to to golf and you know, with how social media's taken off over the past five years or so, you know, we're gonna have to probably start pushing that form <laughs> a little bit more. You know, I'm definitely behind the curve. But yeah, when it comes to me, man, I'm I'm not I'm not too I'm not just uh you know, throwing everything out there. I, I try to keep it pretty, pretty private.
0: Well well good man I'm 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 sure hoping that everyone's really going to see what type of guy you are and so that it would get them to go out to On Par Golf and to not be afraid to to work with instructors cuz I think yeah. a lot of times uh it's it's that eliteness that exclusivity you know that makes people not want to walk through those doors cuz I know like like I felt it too and uh um, Yeah I think that's what upper golfing. That's that's what you're doing. But hey, all right, I still got several questions I need to ask you that I always ask my guests. Uh, favorite favorite golf course in the South Texas area. When I say South Texas, I say Houston down.
1: Man, favorite golf course. Uh, let's say locally, it's TPC San Antonio out of out of, out of the Oaks, um, and then all the South Texas man. I mean, Laredo Country Clubs, I got a history at Laredo Country Club. You know, I, I love that course. Um, and then also, it's a little f- further north, but Comanche Trace is my is my go-to.
0: I've never played there. Yeah, I've man. I, I mean,
1: a l- lot of qualifiers out there. And then I played at Shriner University for one year. So that's wh- how I was uh, introduced to that course. I got to play there two or three times a week, every oh. week. And it was amazing. I mean, if you're from San Antonio, you don't mess with bent grass and uh when <laughs> yeah, i not we have we don't have like, a lot of
0: it we don't yeah
1: it was like putting <laughs> another plug though Castroville alsatian golf club and Castroville miss reed out there uh she's been her, she's cool. awesome man she's Seems amazing really cool she's amazing uh her son's a stick uh he actually shot the low round today at the at the pre-qual i think he fired 64 uh curtis reed but uh miss reed out there laura reed she's She's amazing. You know, if anybody's in that area, y'all need to go check out that golf course. That golf course is probably the f- the furthest south golf course that still overseeds with bent grass. So their greens are top notch in the winter. And you know, they're great right now. So if yeah, if y'all ever wondering about a place to go play Castroville. Alsatian and castables is a place. I got to go check it out. We were,
0: we were supposed to go play there and then the freeze happened. We were supposed yeah. to go play there oh, on Wednesday. We had like, or like that, that weekend. And we had uh, like 24 guys that were going to go from our group. And cause I've never played there. I've always yeah, man, wanted to play great, there.
1: Great track. And,
0: And I and I see uh, that that lady that, you know, Mrs. Reed, I see her always on Facebook talking with people and just really, you know, communicating and just you can tell, like, they just love what they do. They do. They make you feel great. You know, there's a there's a
1: hospitality that that, you know, some courses don't have, you know, you kind of show up and they just kind of get your they get your green fee and you're kind of out the door. You know, they Mm -hmm. don't want to talk more than they need to. Miss Reed's going to going to bring you in, make sure you're not hungry. She'll send you to the restaurant, make sure you don't need water. You know, she's uh, she bought, bought in our team pizza, you know, after one, of the, after one of the tournaments. I mean, just she's pretty much our, our, our uh, complimentary team mom. So, yeah, she's amazing, and what they're doing out of Castroville is great. So it's just good to see little courses like that be successful, and they're doing a great job out there.
0: I've heard nothing but great things from that course. Nothing. Everybody, everybody I've talked to all my buddies. Oh man, you never been out there. You never been out there. And, and I think, uh, one of, one of the, and why I have like a little, association with them is golf club of texas is because you kind of have that same air when you walk through the door yeah it's it's that's like a another real that's another inviting course, man. It, inviting yeah. very uh you know very home feeling uh laid-back attitude really you know uh accommodating very welcoming yeah uh, zeke and the guys over there and yeah. shane like Zeke man, shane they got yeah. a new
1: superintendent
0: over there yeah um, oh yeah that, Ken, that. oh yeah like just Top-notch staff. I mean, it's yeah. like I'm
1: excited uh, to see the course in about a year where it's going to be. Oh uh, yeah! If, if you saw it a year and a half ago, to where it, was, it is now, it was rough. It was night rough and day. Yeah. No, night
0: no, no. Ken and his guys, they're they're doing some amazing things. And 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 I always think the front desk, you know, like how Zeke and them, like they're just man, they're great guys to deal with. They really are. They make things easy for guys like me or whenever I want to have an outing or uh, invite my friends out there. And they they've really helped me out by giving me some. Uh, by giving me some free rounds to give out to my listeners yeah, and stuff like Very that
1: hospitable and yeah, yeah man
0: just just, and
1: just really good, what dudes. you want man you know i mean you just you want to feel comfortable when you go out there and i mean if you know the guys in the pro shop you're going to be more you're going to be more pressed to go out there and hang out and you know see how they're doing and stuff and that people lose sight of that you know it's it's not just about the golf course but it's about the people who work there and you know, sometimes you make such good relationships with the people that work there that you go more to hang out and see the people that work there than it is to play the <laughs> golf course, you know? So. Well,
0: you, well, you notice that they start to become part of your, like, at least your golf circle. And then maybe, you know, then you see them and you're having drinks with them elsewhere outside of the golf that's course right. and things yeah. like that. It's like, whoa. All right. Favorite golf
1: movie? Uh, favorite golf movie is the uh, greatest game ever played, man. Francis, we met. That's the, that's the one, man.
0: I'm Eddie, okay? My friends call me Eddie. There you go, man. Easy peasy, <laughs> lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> That's it, yeah. All right, uh, let's see what else. Favorite PGA player?
1: Man, I mean, I got to go with Tiger. That's my man. Um, he's unreal, right? I mean, he's the, he's, the, he's the epitome of what you're trying to do and uh, what he's been able to do, although he's had some, you know, ups and downs, but for him to continue to work and for him, you know, him winning that Masters after everything he went through, you know, it's it's just. I cried. It's, it's, yeah, I'm not, a, I mean, I'm not afraid was, to admit, I cried. I, I teared yeah, up a little bit. I got emotional for sure, just to see, you know, to see him do that. I was just to put fuel to the fire on, you know, kind of being emotional. I was at Republic working an afternoon shift uh, when he won the Masters that Sunday, and uh, it was it's like you're in awe, right? It's like, oh my God, like he he won it again you're, after you're a hero. all of this, you you're know? Your hero, your like, hero he came back. It? I mean seeing the players that he was playing against emotional, you know. Yeah, they, they were waiting I mean, for him. Yeah, he, I mean he left just, he
0: left, he left Bernard, it was funny. He left Bernard Hanger Bernard Langer hanging. And I was yeah, like, "Yes. Man, I was, I like, I was like, man, screw that guy." <laughs>
1: <laughs> wrong wrong country no. Yeah, I know, man. Uh,
0: I hate him from the Ryder Cups, man. Yeah,
1: man. They got our they, they've gotten our they've had our ticket for a little bit. But yeah, man, it would be Tiger Woods. Um you know, just for what he's done and 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 how he goes about his business. It's uh you know, I can't even imagine playing golf at that level with that many cameras on you
0: best best uh cash game player you've played with around town
1: mm. god man i, I mean i'
0: I've, I've heard I've heard a lot of names out there you know and, yeah. and i've seen and I've seen some of them up close I, I have. yeah
1: i mean i i mean i got like i don't know if I can stick one guy but i mean guys that I play cash games with that that I've always seen just kicking butt you know uh KC Lim always always doing well whenever he plays in those things. Uh, Kyle Pritchard, uh, Curtis Reed, you know those guys. Uh, I played in. There was a there was a couple. It was like an organized cash game that they were having for a little bit. I think they were trying to get a, a, a tour upstarted locally right before the pandemic. But uh, Tim Hobby, I played with Tim a couple times, and he's a little older. He's an instructor out at a uh, out at Santera, but he's got some great accolades. Uh, he's played in professional events, I believe. I don't want to misquote, uh, you know, what he's done, but I, I believe he's played in some majors uh, on the PGA Tour. And uh, I don't know exactly his age, but, uh, I mean, he can go. He can he's, go. Uh, he's just, he's like a little machine, man. He just, he hits it to the fairway, hits the green. Next thing you know, you're making the turn and he's beating you by four. You know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> what the hell happened?
0: What, what just happened? Yeah,
1: but, yeah, he's he's impressive.
0: All right, best player, best player that you've seen here in the city.
1: Man, best player that I've seen in the city, man. Uh, I mean, Abraham answers. You know, played a lot here. I've I've been fortunate to see him play. You know, he's he's very impressive. Another just machine like golf game, just fairways, greens, putts. Um, he's solid.
0: His game. I, I love is, his man. game, and and I'm I'm really happy for him that he had all the success he had at the president's cup against the United States. And then even, you know what? They did take his words out of context when, you know what he did? He wanted to face tiger. I mean, what are you going to say? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, Oh, oh, he, he got tiger. Oh, tiger gave him what he wanted. And I'm like, shoot, you know what? Like, he he played with tiger he did heck yeah he he didn't stare he 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 stared right into his face and you know what and he
1: he went toe-to-toe with him and the truth and, is is that nobody else on that team was saying they wanted tiger so you
0: know <laughs> nobody Him calling yeah, it, him out it's like cool and i think next to next to sun jm or sun god i think it was abraham answer had god. had a yeah. <laughs> sun god i think he had a probably the best president's cup but it was good to see because you know what that guy hey man out of, uh, you know, out of Reynosa, there, out of, uh, out of Macau, or out yeah. of, uh, he's he from really, he went to Sherryland High School. He went to, with my, right. to school with my brother in law. And okay. I'm trying to players get, went to
1: I'm uh, trying to get, players.
0: I'm trying to get Abe on the show, man. Like, I believe I've had some QA with him right afterwards, but man, I'm so bummed about the VTO this year because I know. Unless, unless you're golf network, unless you're the golf channel or NBC, they're not letting the old, you in they're not letting me in. And that's because I do do my little gigs with uh, sports tonight with Hector Ledesma at a sports tonight. And man, I would get all access. I'm here in media tent. I'm behind the ropes. I'm in the, you know, I'm everywhere. And yeah, that's awesome. I, I, spoke to, I spoke to Tony Finau, I spoke to Andrew Landry, I spoke to uh, Morgan, Hoff, Morgan Hoffman, I spoke to Abe. You know, I spoke to all these guys, you know, Graham McDowell's a dick. You know, I will still always say that till my dying day, he's a, freak, he's a freaking dick. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, yeah, he is. He's a jerk, man. And I, heard, I think I heard David Orgeron, you know, talk about him saying how nice of a guy he was. And I said, man, that guy's a freaking jerk. He walked right by <laughs> me and I was trying to talk to him. I but called maybe because he knew me. Maybe cuz yeah. yeah I did. Yeah. I did. I said, "Sir." Yeah, he walked right by me. But Tony Finau, cool as hell. Pat Perez, again, like those Pat guys Pat Perez his like, dad graduated from legit. Holy Cross.
1: I don't know if you knew that. No way. Pat Perez Pat Perez's dad graduated no, from Holy Cross. No, you're you're full of it. Yeah, I mean, go fact-check me, but I'm pretty sure that's the I'm 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 almost positive that's the case, yeah. He came into San Antonio back in like 2000 and I mean, he was just, I believe he was just on tour for a little bit, and he came back to, to San Antonio. He did, like, a little exhibition, three-hole exhibition at BRAC with the junior, city junior champion, met, uh, boys and girls. And uh, I believe that was put on through his dad, and uh, I think his dad was, was associated with MAGA, and uh, oh, they, got okay. that, they got that going on at, at Brackenridge. So that was a while ago. We're talking, like, 2000 and, 2004, you know, or something like that. Yeah, somebody when, asked. When that us. happened.
0: Somebody asked right here what what year did Pat's dad graduate? Yeah, agree? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to go check that
1: out, but uh yeah, I'll uh I'll I'll make sure and get it to you whenever I do find out cuz yeah, that was that was a pretty cool thing.
0: Dude, he's a, he's a great guy. Like, is, like what you dude. really what you see out there, like is that's exact right. is exactly how he was. You know, yeah. some guys put up a front. Like Joaquin Neiman, he's a little shit too. He is. is he's he? a little, Yeah, he's a little he's a little shit, man. He is. <laughs> and I was just like, I was I was talking with him, and you know, I had my phone there recording, you know, some Q and A because I did. I post them on on the show, and uh, I was just like, I just turned it off, and I just said, I'm man, out of here, dude. Like I'm, that's I'm funny, out, like, man. like like mid mid conversation, i'm just goes, yeah. what what is what does ob what does what does ob what does that mean i was, you know dude, i'm out of here guy say <laughs> <laughs> so it means out
1: of bounds that's, that's what it,
0: it. <laughs> that's it man all right let's see what else uh last thing what is uh, i have a little segment called beyond the stakes uh what is something that uh somebody can do to get under your skin during a round is it maybe like say say, make a noise uh, as your putt is about to go in and it lips out? Or is it like, uh, hey, there's a lot of meat on that bone? You know, what is what is <laughs> what? What is something that can, can get you kind of irked or pissed off as you're playing?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I like to take pride in, in in saying that there's not too much that can kind of get under my skin. I think if, if I get under my skin it, or if anything gets under my skin, it's me and my reaction to certain things. But uh, my goal every round is to – is to not let outside variables affect what what I do and and my process. So I'm usually the one trying to throw those kind of, you know, those kind of those kind of jabs at other people. But one thing that I do that I know gets under people's skin, and if it was done to me consistently, it probably would eventually get under my skin. But whenever you hit shots that aren't really that good, and people are like, Oh, good shot. And it's kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> no it wasn't a good shot i hate but that they, and so that i mean i do that consistently you know with people that i'm playing with just to throw a jab if especially if i see them you know kind of react like they didn't like it it's like hey man good shot and you just keep doing it all around and then eventually they're gonna start pulling their hair out so but yeah that, right. that's probably my thing
0: okay yeah, it's good to know man it's good to know so when i do play with you i'll be like hey yeah. good shot yeah. when you're ob and we can't find it <laughs> out there at yeah. gct Uh, All right, I got a couple – last two questions. Let's see right here. Last two questions. Uh, Favorite golf memory.
1: Ah, man, I got two of them. First one, uh, in order, uh, I was 13 years old at Alma's Basin Golf Course, and uh, I beat my dad for the first time straight up. Uh, I made a 40-foot eagle putt on the last hole to beat him by one. So he was – I think he shot 77, and that put me at 76. And, uh, I mean, I was – I was jumping around, you know. I probably ran all the way <laughs> to the pro shop, like just pumping my hands. was it on eighteen? Last it
0: put, was it on eighteen?
1: Yeah, I mean, he pretty much told me on the on the way up there. He goes, "All right, man. Like, only way you got a chance if you make it, and then it just somehow snuck in, you know." And and once again, you know, I mean, him. It turned into you know him just as happy as I was and congratulated me and, and all that kind of stuff and. For me, that was the first time I'd ever beaten him at anything, you know. And so uh, it's a memory I'll always remember. Fast forward a couple more years. I've had a lot of great memories in golf, man. I've had a lot of professional great memories. But uh, winning the city championship, that Sunday was Father's Day, and my dad was on the bag. So uh, it, was, oh, it was pretty damn. cool to, to win that and kind of get that for him for Father's Day. Um, damn. Just Where was it of, at? It was at Republic, right? It was at the okay. Republic. But kind of to tell you kind of jump on that real quick before and i'm sure we're we're exceeding time here but uh, oh it's all right man
0: hey all i got is time bro
1: cool man yeah so my dad uh you know you talk about believing in god and you know things uh, the process kind of works more and and god's ways aren't always your ways right um my dad would always talk about when he was younger playing wanting to uh you know, wanting to win a city championship, and he used to, you know, he played in the city, and and he, he wasn't ever able to to get up there and and win one. But he he used to tell me that he would be practicing, or he'd be walking in, into Brack, and he kind of just, you know, subtly just be like, you know, God, it'd, it'd be cool to get on that list. You know, it'd be cool to see my name on that list. And uh, you know, he he ended up it ended up not happening, and then you know, make it full circle his son ends up winning. We have the same name. And uh, he, he told me that after it was done, he's like, you know, I'm looking on this list and it's kind of funny because I remember about 30 years ago, you know, kind of praying to God, hoping that I could win one of these one day. And I was never able to do so, but my prayer was just to see my name on the list. And so, you know, God's ways aren't always our ways, you know what I mean? So for him to, to do that, we've got a picture framed with both of us with the name on the list and stuff. And you know, little things like that, man. I mean, they don't, they don't go away. And although I might not, you know, I'm still going to try until I can't, but you know, I'm, if I do great and if I don't make the PGA or or make it to a point to where I can play full time or anything like that, you know, the memories along the way are, are, are completely sufficient to, to allow me to step away and, and not have any types of, of regrets or second guesses. So it's just things like that, you know Um, you know, I talk a lot about my dad and, and golf related, but it's you know I I feel I'd be wrong not to mention my mom as well. You know, she's been a rock for me and uh it's kind of like keep your face and hold your tears in front of your dad, you know, and then as soon as he turns away it's like, you know, mom, you know. <laughs> and so uh you know, that's kind of how I was when I was younger and uh you know, between both of them they were just the perfect the perfect parents, man. I had surrounding my grand my grandma was like a second mother to me. I called her Mom Betty and uh you know, it's just one of those things, you know, every every time I have a tournament, even to this day, you know, I'll get text messages from both of them. And, you know, sometimes we'll pray. We'll pray collectively on a group on a group call before we, we tee off and stuff. I mean, I take pride in doing that with our guys and our girls. We get together and, you know, we have a good prayer, kind of put things in perspective before we go out there and play. And, uh, you know, when you're doing things right, or at least you're trying to, it, it makes those those things a lot more rich when you can be open and, and kind of just, you know, be human, man. People do good. People do bad. As long as we keep going and we try to be good every day. That's all we can, that's all we can strive for.
0: Man, dude, uh, you have me, you have me kind of speechless right here because I always, I always try to kind of screen who I, I think I want on the show. And again, I do this because I freaking love this game. Uh, this game has taught me so much about myself, and really, I, there's several reasons why I do this show. One of the reasons is, is because I said it time and time again, and I don't mind saying it's my, it's my damn show, so I get to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a way to keep me close to my dad. It's just, like, golf is our, that's our thing. That's our binder. We're on the phone. You know, he lives in Corpus still. He's on the, you know, we're on the phone. What are we doing? Hey, hey, guy, did you get on the course? Hey, no, I was just hitting wiffle balls in the backyard, you know, and just, uh, you know, talking about the PGA, talking about the tournament. He goes, hey, he's, hey, man, what's up with the VTO, dude? You know, like, (laughs) like you just, and and so, like, hearing that and hearing those memories, like, man, Arnie, you're really making me think that, I'm like, man, I did a good job, I get a good job, but I always try to buy with I always try to buy with my guests I'm always trying to yeah man always, always trying to make sure that that the guest is right for the show because yeah. you know what i haven't I haven't always done that I'm not you know I'm just trying to put put stuff out there, you know, yeah. but I, I want to put good stuff out there, I want to expose people like gems in the city, like you, like what you're doing at our lady of the Lake, what I you're going to do man. and what you're, what you already started to do for Ray and for y'all's team at on park golf. And dude, I, I wish you nothing but this su- nothing but success with you and your team this year. And then the upstart of your female program, because you know what? I have two daughters and, uh, I would hate for somebody to try to limit them on what they can do. I want them to, I want them to see that, that, that men aren't just the the ones to be in power you know That's like right. hey hey I, you know what it's like you know what uh, you know mama gave birth to me uh so mama can take my ass right back out Heck you know yeah, and so, and so I, I really i appreciate you man i appreciate you what you're doing for your university and uh because you know what, dude, it's not easy dude it's not easy and i'm sure now that you're a father you kind of see things a little or a lot different
1: a lot different yes, you sir. know and yeah. you have
0: like a greater appreciation And I'm going to tell you, dude, uh, man, freaking – it's been awesome, man. And I thank you so much for your time, dude. I really do. Yeah,
1: dude. I appreciate it, Andy. I mean, uh, this is my first podcast or this is my – I don't even know if I'm saying it properly, if it's a video (laughs) podcast or what. But, but yeah, man, I mean, I love talking golf. And, uh, you know, hopefully some of the stuff that I said today can either uh, resonate or or help anybody that was listening. And, um, yeah, I mean, on par. If any of you all have any questions or if any of you all are looking for instruction – we're you know we're happy to help. We're out there at Mission Del Lago and Cedar Creek, and uh, you know we're really excited for for what the future's holding for not only for for us but just San Antonio golf altogether. So uh, a lot of good things, man. Our Lady of the Lakes. You know I'm very blessed to be in the positions that I'm in. Um, you know we're just we're just trying to be successful. If we can just impart into kids and and into our students, you know some some good stuff and generate some good relationships, then you know that's a win at the end of the day.
0: No man, you know what? It, it, you don't. You don't have to to try to do it. You're already doing it. And uh, thank you for being. So thank you so much for being on the show, man. I know a lot of a lot of my buddies and a lot of your friends have chimed in right here because I'm watching my iPad. i watching. If you see me looking down, I'm looking at my phone, my yeah. iPad, because I have three different things going on at the same time. If you wouldn't mind just sticking around as I close up, man, just so I could uh, finish up with you, I'd appreciate yeah. it
1: for sure bro no doubt
0: all Thanks right a lot guys for hey me, Andy. no no thank you so much guys hey you can read you can you can hit up arnie martinez at on Par golf uh he's out there at cedar creek and hey make sure guys uh, follow our lady of the lake university athletics on facebook uh maybe you'll see some more uh pictures of uh our boy kane and arnie That's out there right. winning some tournaments Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the support. I know we went uh, a little bit later than usual. And it was just such a great talk with Arnie. He's such a great dude in this game. And, uh, man, uh, I really love building relationships with people that are involved heavily in the city, uh, in the golf the golf scene here in san antonio uh so please like i said uh follow our lady lake university follow on park golf ray garza he's the head guy over there uh thank you so much for everybody tuning in i really appreciate y'all support uh y'all are the reason why i continue to do this show uh, remember in the game of life nothing is ob